Hello and welcome to Healing from Within. I am your host, Cheryl Glick, author of The Living Spirit, Answers for Healing and Infinite Love, which shares stories of spiritual awakenings, spiritual communication, healing, miracles, and ways to discover your inner soul wisdom. I am most delighted to welcome Olympia Lapointe, author of Answers Unleashed, which offer an understanding of the human brain and its powerful thoughts and showing us ways we can learn to reprogram thoughts for successful living in alignment with our true soul nature. Hello, Olympia, and thank you for joining us on Healing from Within. Oh, thank you. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, Olympia's listeners of Healing from Within well know my guests and I share intimate stories, insights, and awareness of life in its infinite potential to explore both the energetic or spiritual aspects as well as modern-day physical life, always in the hopes of reaching a higher consciousness of self for improving our personal and collective human journey. In today's episode of Healing from Within, Olympia LaPointe, an award-winning rocket scientist who overcame daunting life challenges from an early age to help launch 28 NASA space shuttle missions into space using chaos theory and uh, then used that same science to map space vehicles to help identify how people can remap their brain's interior to achieve success by mastering their thoughts and intuition. Our thoughts do create much of our reality, and therefore what we think, we create. So we can create a much better life by creating thoughts that are loving, kind, and empowering. And... It stands to reason. That's the truth. Olympia, I always love to ask my guests to think back to their earliest remembrances of either a person, place, or event as a child or young adult, because I feel the destiny and life plan of each person is already there at the beginning, ultimately leading us to remember who we are and what we came to discover in this lifetime. So think back. You have many stories in the book, wonderful stories. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I have so many different stories. Thank you. for. Oh, my God, where do I begin? My life is full of stories. Uh, if I think back, I really am stumped with that one. That's a great question. I have something that to share that's actually not in the book, but it relates completely with the book. Uh, wow. I remember being... <laughs> Good. I remember being three, three or four years old, and I remember laying on the bed next to my mother, and I remember thinking to myself, I'm going to make my heartbeat slow down so it's almost like, almost faint. Mm. And I remember sitting there, and, and I was lying there next to my mother, and I literally tested this out on my thought. So, and, and the thought and the intention was, I'm going to change my heart rate. Mm. <laughs> and I remember being able to do it. You know, like the yeah. Buddhist monks do, because they train yeah. to use their consciousness to affect their physical body. Maybe that was a past life memory. Interesting. Well, uh, the, the earliest time when you said that, that that's what bam popped in my head about one of the soul, one of the soul remembrance I had in mm. this lifetime at Olympia Point. 
And I remember doing that. I must have been like three or four, and I remember thinking to myself, what else can our thoughts do? <laughs> <laughs> what else can our thoughts do? And that's been my entire journey is that's... figuring out what our thoughts can do, both our toxic thoughts, which I call fear yeah. and painful memories, as well as our launching thoughts, which is the thoughts that actually get us from point A to point B we're on our soul path where we're supposed to contribute to the world and be the change that we wish to see in it, like Gandhi says, but be that change so we are the impacting force here mm. on this earth with ever, whatever it will be, whether it be science, whether it be relationships, whether it be uh, new inventions, it just all depends. That's wonderful. You see, uh, you were supposed to remember that, so I could say exactly what I said to you, because that's how it works. One thing leads to another. We're being guided and helped to share the truth, the truth of who we are as spiritual mm -hmm. beings and how life can be upgraded, uplifted, and uh, uphold the great energy that we all are, this divine spirit within us. But when you said that, the thought came into my head when I, I don't remember when I saw these movies, uh, but when I saw the Star Trek movies, maybe as a teenager, I would see the transporter room where the molecules were upset and rearranged and a person was taken from one physical locality to another. And the thought went through my head, if we can think that, that can happen. We can do it. So it's the same type of remembrance, the possibilities of just how powerful we are if we go beyond the physical restraints of this physical world and try to... Just relax and remember who we are as spiritual beings. So that was nice that I thought. I haven't thought about that in a very long time. <laughs> so that's wonderful. That's embedded into us, and that's what I write mm. about in my new book, Answers Unleashed. And in Answers Unleashed, I, it's, it's really fascinating. This book, it's a hodgepodge of a lot of life experiences that I have gone through that I had to learn how to rewire my own brain and help people change their thinking so they could heal their brain too. Mm, absolutely. And I, I, I just felt so compelled to write this book for three reasons. Uh, one, I, I went through horrendous stuff as a child, and it just was crazy. And so when I say it, it sounds like a movie because it could be a movie. When, when you read this book, it's like, Oh my God, this is a science book, but no, no, this is a real book. This is a, this is like a real story. And would I share that? I, I, I felt compelled to share that because I want other people to know that no matter what they've gone through, whether it be, uh, poverty, whether it be failing grades, whether it be sexual abuse, whether it be difficult times with family members, or whatever it is. You can shine, right. You, you can, can eventually shine. Yeah. Beautiful. Yes. Beautiful. And that was, that was the first thing. And then the second thing was when I went into uh, aerospace and when I started launching rockets, uh, it was fascinating because I was around very smart people. Now, I was not, well, 
everyone has their own intelligence level. And I'm, I'm a firm believer that anyone can become a genius at any age. I've seen it close up. It happened for myself, and it can happen for other people. And I saw genius minds work, and I saw how it operates. And it's a, it's a way in which people create things, whether it be scientific inventions or whether it be uh, algorithm, cold algorithms or whether it be products that help generations or there would be businesses, there is a process that the brain goes through in order to create great things, And but you have to actually remove the fear in order to do it and these painful memories that had happened before in the past. And then the last, the reason was a really touching reason that changed the course of my life. When I was 27 years old, I had already gone through my stuff. I had been with the scientists, but my mother went through a catastrophic brain injury where she had to go through brain surgery, and she came out of the surgery, out of the coma, and she had to learn how to walk, talk, eat, and sleep again. And I talk about this in in my book and in, on my website, Answers Unleashed, and the different uh, uh, podcast audios that are out there. And not only that process of helping my mother regain the ability to to think and rewire her own brain, my older sister goes through a surgery-related accident that required her to go through brain surgery 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, what is the probability of something like this happening? No possibility. <laughs> that was no coincidence. No coincidence that nothing in our nothing in life is random. Nothing. There was a reason exactly. for it. And I and you write this. Chaos is a force. Fear is a distraction. Success is a decision. Painful memories, often called trauma, that was from your childhood, is an opportunity to reshape your brain. While dealing with my sister's car crash, I was struggling to remain calm and regroup. Each of us is given the ability to overcome situations by discovering creative solutions. However, we cannot see these solutions when certain thoughts overpower our brain. You know, yeah, so you're, both your closest family members, your sister and your mother, had to, you know, go through that experience so you could grow and learn and use uh, what you learned from that to help other people because that was your destiny. You were born to do that, yeah. and they were born to have those experiences to help you do that. You know, in my book, The Living Spirit, I address the need to create thoughts that empower health, prosperity, and happiness, and I wrote, embracing new opportunities or challenges can be intimidating. However, we must remember that the very reason you are being presented with them are for your own spiritual growth. The next time you are tempted to turn down that challenging position or potential romance, stop and ask yourself why. If the answer is a negative or limiting thought about yourself, recognize that spirit is giving you this experience to help stretch your spiritual wings as well as improve your life on this plane. 
When the fear starts to creep in, try to focus on the journey, not the outcome. You might not stay at the job and the relationship might not work out. What is important are the lessons you learn along the way. And that's one of the things that you show in all the experiences that you have, that you came uh, to learn to accept every new challenge as a way to advance your understanding of yourself and life and how to help people in your life and how to have greater love. So it was all meaningful. Yes, very meaningful. In your acknowledgement to the book, you first and foremost thank God and his son who came to you in a dream and told you how the brain truly operates. So you were being prepared to write this book long before you wrote this book. You Mm -hmm. tell us something about that dream. Oh yeah, it was like the craziest dream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and first off, I want to thank you so much for sharing your words of wisdom. It's just, it's, it's just food from my soul as I'm here on your show, just listening to the writing and knowing that all of us collectively together yes. are contributing to the betterment of this world. Whatever we do, whatever part that we can contribute or whatever information that we can share from our own experiences is really powerful. And that would happen to me in the dream. Now, in my book, Answers Unleashed, I talk about how we have dreams and how we can interpret them and how Mm. our dreams actually are a way for us to understand our unconscious and subconscious minds so we can make effective decisions consciously so we can move forward. The the whole point of a dream is to help us be awake in real life. Yes. <laughs> Meaning awake and conscious with what our decisions are in moving to the next place with our soul journey. And this mm. particular dream was uh, just amazing. Now, I'm a scientist, and I always believed in God, and that's how we were raised. And it was my mother's experience that allowed me to understand the power of God And through a a series of situations in my own life, I understood and began to have a relationship with Jesus. But I didn't understand how this affects the brain uh, Mm. until this one dream. Uh, I was sleeping one night, and I was thinking to myself, all right, I've left rocket science uh, years ago, and I'm teaching mathematics. God, what am I supposed to do next? You know, what is it that I'm supposed to do next here? I mean, I'm, I feel that there's more, and I just don't know what it is. And I'm a firm believer that when we ask God a question, he answers it. And he may not answer it the way that we think it's going to come, but he always does. And he did that for me in my case. And I went to sleep, and I had this dream about being in this, like, really amazing school. I mean, if you can imagine, like, this movie, if when you're in uh, this this really amazing school and you walk into the school, in this dream, I was walking into the school and I saw people playing the piano with their eyes. And I remember thinking to myself, that's mm. so cool. <laughs> it was like... Thinking, it sounds like the X-Men, you know, the yeah, children, yeah. the gifted children. Well, we all yeah, have gifts. <laughs> we, we all have these spiritual gifts. Mm. And, and so it, I walked into this room, they were playing uh, the music, and I was like, that is so great. And they are watching, doing it with their eyes. Yeah. Then I went into this other area, and then people were changing the color of a shirt 
but they were bending the rays and changing the way that people were seeing the color of the shirt. Now they How do that. that. My granddaughter does that with her phone and apps. They do that now very easily. <laughs> oh, that is just amazing. And then uh, there was this other part of the room where people were laying hands on people and they were being healed. I do that. I'm a Reiki practitioner. Oh, that is amazing. Mm. Amazing. Yeah. And and then I go into this other room, and this room is, my mother's in this room, in the dream. Now, this is a dream. Mm-hmm. I go in this room, and my mother's in the room. I'm like, Mommy, you're here. <laughs> what are you doing here? <laughs> and she goes, oh, honey, I, I've been here for a while. <laughs> well, and I said, well, I'm passing through all these rooms, because I was going through each one of these rooms in the school. And, and again, it was like the X Men school, like yes. you're saying. And so I asked her, well, "Are you going to come with me to the other rooms?" And she looked at me and she said, "Oh no, honey, I'm assigned to this room. I'm here to teach people about faith." Mm-hmm. And I go, "Huh? Okay. Well, what do I do?" And this may seem like a really odd tidbit, but I had to go onto the other places. And she goes, "Oh, put your purse and everything here in this locker, right?" So I all <laughs> my. I put all my valuables in the locker in her faith room, and then I go to one of the next rooms, and then I go to one of the next rooms, and then I've gone through all the rooms. And I was like, well, that was so cool what people could do with their thoughts, you mm. know? And then I, I'm i like, well, there's no more rooms for me to go to. And then I exit this, this room, and I go into this amphitheater. It's like this Greek amphitheater. And out the bottom of the amphitheater rises Jesus. Yeah. And I looked at him and I looked at him and I'm like, well, where do I go now? Mm. And then I began to wake up. And as I woke up, I heard show people on earth how to do this here. Yep. That's what we're doing. We're showing people how thoughts create reality, how love and mm-hmm. kindness create a world like uh, heaven. Uh, you know, since I've started my work 20 years ago doing the healing work, the terms time and space and heaven on earth kept coming into my thoughts all the time. And that's possible, heaven on earth, a better way for people to live cooperatively in order to improve their health, their relationships, and the way places look and feel so the energy is higher and people are more aware of their connections to each other and how they're affecting each other so it's all happening and it all starts with what Jesus said to you show them Mm. how to use their brain their thoughts, their minds how to be connected to spirit it's so amazing because any great teacher has to do it for him or herself right And so then I was put to the test. (laughs) What happened? (laughs) What happened? Oh, my gosh. I I, I actually, right after that, I started really going through intense uh, just therapy, intense 
uh, trauma removal, all the things that I went through in my past, and, and this was a whole lot of things I went through in my past, and just to name a few, and when you read the book, you'll hear all the stories about it. I went through poverty. I went through sexual abuse and, and rape when I was eight years old. I mean, that sounds like it's horrible, but as an adult now, I can look back on it and think, wow, I've, I've gotten through that, and I'm removing that trauma based on that. Olympia, let me say this. I'm very sorry you went through that, and I'm very oh, sorry you. that there is still so much of that on this planet, and there are families the other day in People magazine, I was reading a story about a family of eight girls and the father and the two brothers sexually abused six of them. I mean, it's just, there's, it's, it's unconscionable. And, and so I speak about this in the book. All Good. All two experiences and from my own experiences. I talk about how, what I had to do to overcome and remove that trauma that happened in my own life at eight years old. And a lot of people don't know, in the United States alone, one out of every four women are sexually abused or raped mm. in, in their lifetime. And this is 25% of women. But there's so much shame and stigma that's associated with that where the woman thinks that she did something wrong. And as a result, she doesn't speak up and she loses her connection with herself and she loses her intuitive gifts. And not only that, she loses her ability to invent and create and birth great innovation into this world, whether it be through science or through business or through anything. And so I, I talk about how I had to go through that own process removal in myself. And in the, in the process of doing that for myself and overcoming these things, it was tremendously uh, it, it, mind-blowing because not only did all these things start resurfacing, but I had to learn how to take the energy from those memories and apply it and redirect it to create something that was going to heal me and heal the other people through thoughts and tangible products that was going to change the lives of people. And I'm a firm believer that when we go through these very difficult, horrendous situations, there is a purpose to it. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the purpose to it is for you to gain the energy and the strength, not only for you to overcome it, to get the strength from it, but literally take that energy as if we're X Men. Yes. <laughs> take that energy and direct it back to where it needs to go. Mm. Good. You also tr- talk about the triad brain. Tell us something mm-hmm. about that. Yeah, the tria brain, and tria, I use the word tria brain, tria is Latin for three-sided, so three-sided brain. When people think of the left-right brain, they think about the left side being very analytical, very problem-solving oriented, and they think about the right side of the brain, which is very expressive, very creative, very artistic, but people don't know, and from what I did in myself of rewiring my own brain is I had to recognize there's a third side of my brain that created success and created the ability for me to heal myself and for my family members to heal themselves. And it was the third side of the brain I call the faith sector of the brain. Mm-hmm. Now, what this is, it's, it connects the left and right side of the brain together, and it includes your entire nervous system that goes throughout your body. Now, I'm very clear on this. I am not a neuroscientist, and I'm not a psychologist or a psychiatrist. Rather, I am a rocket scientist who had to reshape my own brain and figure out how I could do that from the inside out to become a, a genius, 
I mean, that sounds so odd, and I, 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 it's strange for me to say that, but it's the truth. And I had to learn how to do that. And the way that I know that and how I had to do that is there's a, there's a space part of the brain that's all the connections. But any time that we have any type of fear, it distorts our faith. Now, let me describe this a little bit more. Mm-hmm. If you think of the people that created the cell phone, back in 1932, the cell phone was really created but the technology had to catch up to it. Back in 1932, Bell Labs saw, all right, we have the ability to, we want to create a phone. What we eventually want to do is have this phone, you can take it anywhere, but they have to start off with small. But originally, uh, almost 100 years ago, that sounds so strange for me to say that, but almost 100 years ago, they envisioned uh, a cell phone. Now, any scientist has to use the faith part of their brain, meaning they have to see something before it physically exists and take all their actions and resources and knowledge and preparation to move towards that even though it doesn't physically exist yet. Mm. Athletes do that. Athletes use this part of their brain. They, These Olympic gold medalists always see themselves winning and holding the gold before they do it. Every single athlete has seen that, has said that. Yes. Has won the gold. So again, it goes back to our thoughts create our reality. You have to be there. You have to believe it. You have to see it. And you have to work towards it. And it happens. Now, you describe the faith sector this way. I'm reading what you wrote in the book so our listeners will understand it clearly. The faith sector allows thoughts to exist not only in the brain but also within the body. Thoughts can be in an arm, hip, foot, or in the brain. A painful hip may silently signify a hidden belief of never being supported physically or emotionally. The faith sector also connects the brain to the outside world. It helps people overcome major obstacles and inspires people to create new technology. That's what you were just saying. But you know, as a Reiki energy healer, I have said that many times to people. If they're having trouble in their shoulders, it's because they're having relationship issues, right? The pain is reflected mm-hmm. in a part of the body, but it comes from the emotions and the thought process and the lifestyle. In the hips or in the back, it might be lack of support, as you said here, uh, physically or emotionally. So the body reflects and illness comes from the thoughts. And the only way to change our reality is to change our thinking and our lifestyle. I want to thank you, Olympia LaPointe, author of Answers Unleashed, The Science of Unleashing Brain Power for a Scientific Understanding of the Power of the Brain to Heal, to Create, to Solve Problems, and to Expand into Higher Consciousness, greatly empowered by the recognition of the faith aspect of the Tri-Brain Theory, which ultimately guides us to know life in both our energetic and physical realms. For more information and to purchase this book, Unleashing Brain Power, go to olympialapoint.com. 
In summarizing today's episode of Healing from Within, I wish to share with Olympia and our listeners the way spirit works to bring people together to heal and continue their life journey with less fear, greater acceptance, and much more love for life. I often have coincidences or synchronicity with my guests, as in essence, we are all one in energy and interconnected to the fabric of creation and expansion of our spiritual gifts. As I was reading Olympia's book, Answers Unleashed, and working on this show, a person I have come to know over the last few years, and who I haven't seen in the office for a few months, walked in and told me the story of her 21-year-old son who had surgery on his ankle and several days later had a blood clot to the brain and was now recovering with so much help from all these people around him. What are the odds that I could tell her that I was reading a book, Answers Unleashed, that could aid them in the work ahead uh, to help heal her son, for her son to heal himself and know himself in a more complete and trusting way. I am always grateful for Spirit's help in whatever way it presents in order to help another loving soul. There is indeed more to the universe than we can imagine with our heart, brain, mind, or soul, and the resilience of life itself, like the brain to repair, rewire, and renew, is a truth we need to accept and surrender to. Olympia wrote, According to the February 22, 2016 Science New Journal article, A Neuroscience Bombshell, human brain is capable of storing the entire world wide web. The brain with its connections is far more powerful than the web and is far more powerful than scientists have projected. The article states, an average human brain contains around 100 billion neurons and each neuron is capable of making around 1,000 connections, synapses, with the other neurons. So here we have it, how powerful we are. From my personal experience assisting my mother in her brain therapy support groups, I witnessed that the people who typically recovered fastest were the people who saw themselves healed before the test results returned. Naturally, while working with brain specialists, I needed to know the science behind such phenomena. I was surprised when I discovered the brain's reshaping science had yet to be fully understood. So as a scientist, I started applying my own tools of math and science to find answers. Olympia and I would have you remember that thoughts and dreams encourage the reality we create. And no matter what situation we are challenged with, the solution lies in the heart and brain and we can create healing and love that goes beyond either reason or doubt. Trust is the equalizer to creating miracles and resolving past pain, sorrow, or trauma. Please try to find that trust within and explore the love that may heal many human issues. 
I am Cheryl Glick, host of Healing from Within, and I invite you to visit my website and read about and listen to the authors and seekers of human development, healing, impassioned living, and the human and divine connection to life eternal. Shows may also be heard on webtalkradio.net and dreamvision7radio.com. Thank you.